Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly, fully vaccinated Johnson in D.C. Today I'm so excited because my returning guest is Jody Hamilton. I love her so much. I know you love her. But before we get into our conversation... I always try to keep these intros short. I do have a tier on Patreon that allows listeners to listen ad-free and with a much shorter intro. The Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners and it's woman-run. It's patrons who keep the show going. If you enjoy today's conversation, take a look at the About page. Check out some of my past guests. You'll see most of the time I talk to political people, but occasionally I interview actors because I used to be one. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. I do two free shows a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, and they're followed up by What's Up with me a show for patrons only after each free show check out the variety of tier options at patreon.com slash start me up you can make a one-time donation by checking out the text in the patreon description i've included a link that allows you to donate through paypal you can find start me up on itunes stitcher and wherever podcasts are found just stop by the itunes slash apple podcast store become a subscriber it's free and while you're there please rate the show and leave me a review i would really appreciate it now please enjoy my conversation with jody hamilton Welcome back to the show, Jody. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's always such a pleasure. And I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know that you sat in for Stephanie Miller today, so you got to tell us, what's that like? Well, I've done it before. Right. So it's not like I'm a newbie at doing that for her. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, before, it wasn't just Chris and me. Uh-huh. I mean, Travis was on Zoom because he's still up in Fresno with his mom. Okay. And so he wasn't running cameras. He wasn't in the room. Plus, before Sean was there, or Tony, the other engineer. And the first time I hosted for her, I had my Sean with me. Mm. So that, you know, I had him being my gym ward, yeah. you know. <laughs> and so we've, I think I've had Sean on, sorry, I'm knocking at things. Come on, <laughs> give me a tab. Um, so the, the, it's, it's a little nerve-wracking yeah. because how her brain works, <laughs> she can have piles and piles of stories literally on top of each other, yeah. and she knows where they are. Right. And can just grab the story and go for it. Yeah. And that's how her brain works. Mine does not work that way, so I am completely <laughs> spread out across the entire desk. Plus, I have my computer up just in case there's breaking news. Right. So it's just like everywhere, and I'm like, and where did I put that story? You know. Um, and luckily, you know, her regulars um, are really, really good at talking. Yeah. That's always um, a good thing. Yeah. Because I'm not a very good interviewer. Um, and that's a specific skill set that I am not very good at. Right. But people like Eric Bullard and, right. and Rude Pundit and Charlie and you and Bob, you know, we, you guys could just, you know, levy up and you go. Yeah. Um, so it makes my life a lot easier yes oh I I know that from just being somebody who's in charge but I will say I was on the narrative um, podcast last week with his name is Zev Shalev and then Lincoln's Bible was on and Lincoln's Bible was on my show on Wednesday that woman is fucking so smart she's really knowledgeable I mean she's very much like you in that she's you know, I mean, she knows her shit when she's going to talk about something. She's prepared. She knows her shit. And she's a really good talker. And it was so funny because I was slightly intimidated when I was on because there were I, some of the things that like, for instance, Zev was talking about that was when I think it was like the day after uh, the news came down about the subpoenas 
for the uh-huh. Trump admins. And so we were talking about Steve Bannon. And, oh, my God, like Lincoln's Bible starts talking stuff about him I never even knew. Or if I knew it, I it was like in passing and I don't know the details. She was detailed and she just knew her shit. And I felt a little intimidated, and I and I kept thinking, you better fucking talk, Kimberly, because they're going to be talking, and if you don't jump in, <laughs> you're going to lose it. So, But it was only because certain issues that they brought up, I didn't have a lot of information. Like, they were concentrating. I don't know if you're aware of that guy who's a Russian agent who was at the 1-6 insurrection. Do you no. Know? Oh, my God. See, that's like they brought it up, and I had heard about it, but I didn't know a lot. And I guess basically this guy was like a Russian agent working for the Kremlin, and he calls himself a leader of a movement, but he's really just an anarchist and a white supremacist and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, this guy, I guess he was an American citizen, but he, he has uh, – and it's just because of where he was born and his parents and stuff like that. But right. basically he's like – Kremlin connected so they there was footage at the one six insurrection and somebody got him multiple times in fact it was one really close-up picture that they were able to identify him and he was literally documenting everything Um, I can't remember the details of all the things that he's done but it's really fucking bad and I know that shortly after the insurrection he went back to Russia to the point where he went so quickly I was like he left his fucking Christmas lights on in his neighborhood to turn him off or something it was like I don't know. But anyway, so they were just like, you know, talking about all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, so I felt slightly intimidated. But I still had a great time and I think I'll be back on eventually. So I didn't completely screw myself over. But I feel more comfortable in the interviewer position because I've never claimed to be really an expert on anything. I can talk about the ERA pretty well in women's rights, but I like it to just as I'm as I'm monopolizing the conversation right now, I like it when my guests know <laughs> are talking. <laughs> but, um, of course, I've got so many things that I've, I want to talk to you about today. Um, but before we get started on all the official news, I just need to know, what's the weather like in Los Angeles now? Finally, it cooled down, but it's going to be 90 again on Thursday, so um, have that. Yeah. Um, it's been, it, yesterday and today, it's been overcast and nice and cool. I got to wear a sweater on Sunday, you know. <laughs> um, when I'm done with this, I'm going to finish my walking, and I don't have to, you know, be in a T-shirt. I can actually wear my jacket, you yeah. know. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's so things. much fun. I, I like <laughs> fall and spring. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Uh, well, um, spring was always okay in California because they don't have humid, not the humidity like it is here, but. I don't even like spring here. Even when we have a nice spring, I don't like it because I know summer's coming. And I right. just, like, I live for fall and winter. And now, and now, you know what, I'm looking out the window and the leaves are starting to change. And the weather is definitely improved. It's going to go up into maybe the low 80s or the high 70s. I think maybe, like, today and tomorrow. And then it's going to drop down into the 60s. And I can't fucking wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we, yesterday with Stephanie, she had a small a relatively small gathering at her house to celebrate her 40th birthday. <laughs> um, and um, so, you know, I wore a sweater and it was like, yay. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so nice. Just it loving, really loving, loving it. Okay. So let's let's start talking. I've got a bunch of things I want to talk to you about, but let's just begin this conversation with Biden received his booster. <laughs> I know. He did it on live television. I was listening to Tom Hartman. He goes, Biden's getting a shot right now. <laughs> That's I'm pretty like, cool. Yay. And um, did you hear there's a new variant, R1? No, what is that? Okay, so I'm going to read to you about this because it's like I know that it's so scary for all of us. Long story short, it's it. I think it was first found in Kentucky in April of 2021. So it's called R1, uh-huh. and it's a COVID variant. Um, it said that, okay, here's the good news. 
first of all, it was detected in a nursing home where many of the patients were fully vaccinated. The report also added that over 87% of the vaccinated residents were less likely to develop the symptoms as compared to the unvaccinated. However, this new R1 variant of the COVID-19 is not listed as a variant of concern or interest by the CDC. Additionally, the medical experts believe that the R1 variant poses a set of unique mutations that may lead to the replication and increased transmission. So good and not so good news. So we're not right. sure, you know, like, is this going to be a new variant that's going to be really, is it going to be a variant of concern? I guess we're going to find out. But the more people that get vaccinated, that get boosters, and now kids are going to be getting in on the game probably yeah. in October, I think, you know, there's a decent chance that we can fight this and, and, and win. Well, I think that, I mean, I've been saying this since at least a year ago, that, that because it started to mutate before we got vaccines. Right, yeah that it's an endemic disease at this yes. point because it's a coronavirus it's not it's not the measles it's not the mumps it's not chicken pox you know mm-hmm. it's not it's 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 like the flu and it's mm-hmm. coronaviruses the common cold is a coronavirus yeah. right and so we're probably and maybe two or three generations down they may only need one shot and they're done yeah but um i think for our lot the rest of our lives we're going to need at least one shot a year yeah Absolutely. I think that's going to happen. And so what, you know, I know you got the Pfizer, I got the Moderna, there's different information on booster shots. Where are you in terms of thinking, you know, about, because you're not 65. No, I am not. But they, um, it's interesting when I, when the vaccine first was rolled out, when they were first rolled out, um, they said that people with certain underlying conditions like cancer and autoimmune and blah, 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 could get the shots as soon as they were available in you know January or February, yeah. and I, I looked it up, and hypertension was not included on that list mm. at the time. Mm-hmm. They weren't concerned about just people with hypertension. Mm-hmm. I have that. I hate that I have it, but I do. Mm-hmm. And now that's considered an underlying condition that oh, people just being older can now get their boosters six months out. I will be six months out October twenty second. I cannot wait to get my booster. <laughs> what 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 is hypertension? High blood pressure. Oh, okay. I got it. Um, so, wow. So then you're going to get your... Now, see, I'm Moderna, and the last that I read about Moderna is that it's eight months out, but they haven't approved a booster for it. So They haven't. They probably will because they approved the Pfizer booster, what, a month or so ago? Yes, right. Yeah, I know it's not long behind. I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to yeah, be Yeah, it'll around. be in the next few weeks that I'm right. sure Moderna and um, J&J will be approved for a booster and i think moderna is probably eight months because it's already stronger than yeah. pfizer right um so you can wait a little longer yeah yeah and, I mean, and most I, likely they're going to open up boosters for the entire country mm-hmm. probably by the end of the year anyway yeah and i mean i especially you know people like for instance bob who's completely healthy he got the pfizer uh vaccine and they're saying that Okay, like with regular COVID, it protects you 88%. With Delta, it's like 40-something percent. And well, I, it all depends on who you're talking to. Okay. Because originally it was 95% efficacy, and it's gotten down to like 92% or right. whatever efficacy. And it does lower over time, but it doesn't lower that much. Because mm-hmm. I think that was the Israeli report that that's been upgraded. I think it's at like 82%, okay. which is still amazing. Yeah, it it's is. not under 50% at all. Right. It's not. No, I'm talking um, about for Delta specifically. Um, Delta, yeah. I, 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 um, <laughs> you know, I, a friend of mine who is vaccinated, she 
got a breakthrough case. Most yeah. likely it was Delta. Yeah. And um, she was down for 10 days. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she didn't die. And that's pretty no. much the whole point of it is that. You but don't because die. it was such a bad breakthrough, had she not been vaccinated, she yeah, probably she, would have died. Exactly. Yeah, and so that's the the numbers that I saw is for Delta. I think it was like Moderna is protecting you about seventy something percent, and Pfizer protects you from Delta about about forty. And I'm sure you're right that there's different numbers, different scientists. Yeah, it all depends are, on the study that you're reading. Yes, and, and I mean, granted, we because Delta is relatively new still. Yeah, it's only been a few months since we're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But again, our vaccination rates, at least in California, are great. Right, um, and yeah, I mean, in Maryland, yeah. that's good. I mean, there's an article out in the. New York Times called Red COVID, specifically yep. talking about the. I didn't read it, but I know what it's about. Red states, they're fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so un. And then did you see, I think it was yesterday or I don't know, Saturday, there was a video going around of all these fucking unvaccinated assholes going into a mall food court that was specifically designated for vaccinated people. And did you see that where they infiltrated that and they were screaming Trump's no. president? Oh my God. I, you know, they, they, they insist it's about their freedoms, but what if there's immun- immunocompromised people? What yeah. if they, there are so many what ifs, and it has nothing to do with their fucking freedom? But, but well, I, th- I think it was on Bob's show, I'm not sure, um, talking about people don't want to get the um, COVID vaccination because it's a vaccination, but they're happy to get a flu shot because that's a shot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, like, my what? God. Oh my God! The fucking. I mean, it's just stupidity. the stupidity, and then, then I just got, found out um, one of my nieces. She lives down in, San, in the San Diego area. Quit her job because she worked in the healthcare industry, mm-hmm. and they were requiring everybody to be vaccinated. So she quit her job. Mm-hmm. She got another job where obviously they don't require that. Yeah. And then the county, um, the, the school system that she, her children are in, who are all under the age of twelve, um is going to require, once Pfizer is approved for mm-hmm. kids five and over, it's going to require all their students, because that's basically, you know, kindergarten on up, right. to be vaccinated. Yeah. And she's like, I'm pulling my kids out of the school. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, And same with my nephew. His wife <sighs> said the same thing, because they live in the same area. She said the same thing on Facebook. Yeah, I'm going to pull my kids out, too. And then somebody goes, yeah, we should start our own little, you know, homeschooling. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. I know. These are your children. This, to me, that's child abuse. It is. It is. And then they're screaming child abuse on the other end of it. You know, masks are child abuse and forcing, you know, people to get vaccinations or abuse, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, I, I mean, mean, I'm sure my niece's children and my nephew's children had to get vaccinated mm-hmm. with other things before. Yeah. I think their argument, though, from what I understand, is that, oh, well, those are tried and true and proven. So are these. I know. A billion of us on the planet have been inoculated. <laughs> Most, not all of them with Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J, but all these vaccines are very similar. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, it's, and just in the United States, over 160 million of us are vaccinated. I think if there was a problem with the vaccines, we'd know by now. Exactly. <laughs> Although, you know, but, 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 it's the long term. That's what they're looking at. They're looking at, oh, you're going to get cancer in 10 years or something like that. And I know because there's somebody that I know personally who knows a person. In fact, I I hate to say, I I just don't want to give out identities for obvious reasons. But there's this guy that I know, and he's single. And so he goes out and he dates, and he messaged me 
And he's like, hey, can I, I have a question for you. There's this woman that I'm dating and she won't get vaccinated. Now she's been vaccinated and she's a nutritionist. She's been vaccinated for polio and all the other stuff, but she doesn't trust this particular vaccine. I don't know the reasons, but she doesn't trust it. And she's concerned about, you know, 10 years from now or whatever it is. And so, you know, his whole thing was, I don't know what to do because I'm vaccinated and it's funny in my little bubble of a world now where I just only associate with vaccinated people and I have a boyfriend, you know, I can't even imagine being single and having to navigate through Mm -hmm. that. And at least she's honest with him and told him I'm not vaccinated instead of lying to him. But it's like, you know, he's like, well, I I can't bring her over. It didn't even occur to me that those things didn't even occur because I don't have to deal with it. But it's like, imagine you're dating someone, your whole family's vaccinated. And now there's a family get together. You can't bring this person. And then you, you if there's children involved, you're concerned yep. that maybe you're going to get a breakthrough and give it to the kids. Yep. And so, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly what happened. I just, he, you know, from my uh, conversation with him, he's like, he, he was like heavy sigh. He's like, I guess I'm just going to have to end it. Because he's like, we get along really well. Everything's good except for that thing. And, you know, here he's a 50-something-year-old person who's looking for love. Right. <laughs> and he just happened to find this person who's only against COVID vaccines. It's just COVID. It's nothing else. I don't, I, I, and she's not, she is not a MAGA. I'm sure she's no, like... No, I mean, I have, I, I'm not sure if my oldest and dearest friend and her mother have been vaccinated. They were waiting on J&J, and then when that bullshit came out, it's not bullshit, I mean, people did die, there were blood clots, but not like on birth control, you know, come on, Mm -hmm. people. Um, Exactly. uh, And then when that came out, then they got freaked out, because the J&J vaccine is more similar to the flu vaccine, because it has a dead viral load, per per se, Yeah. and and that's how you you build immunities naturally that way. It's an old-fashioned vaccine. Right type of, of uh, how it's made versus Pfizer and Moderna, which are brand new to us, but they've been working on it for a decade. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about it. Yeah, I'm not either. Um, I'm not either. Plus, my 5G reception is so good. <laughs> um, Except for so the fact that keys awesome. keep getting stuck to your download forehead. Download speeds are amazing. Um, <laughs> and, but the problem is all those spoons and keys that get stuck to your forehead all day long. That is difficult <laughs> when I walk by metal things, so there is that problem. But, no, I mean, and she's, she was like, well, I don't trust Big Pharma. I said, neither do I. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> Um, but this is not about that. Right. And, and when everybody's, oh, my freedom, and it's yeah. like, your freedom ends at my nose, assholes. <laughs> and I'm fucking sick and tired of being the good kid yeah. that can't go to recess because of the stupid asshole that's running around the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just have to say I love you, Jody. I love you so much. And, uh, you know, somebody, I, I don't have it in front of me, and I don't want to waste the time. But the, I think like the last review I got on iTunes, by the way, thank you for all the iTunes reviews and I can always use more, specifically said how much they loved you and like they just wish you were on more and all the time. So I just oh, have to let you know. Oh, that's very sweet. Everybody loves Thank you, whoever did that. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody um, loves Jody. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so, but this brings me to the other thing. It's like we've got these people who actually – look at data and say i don't like that data so mm-hmm. there therefore i will not do anything to make myself safe i don't i won't i don't care about public safety and so i feel like it's not just in the united states clearly it's globally i mean my my cousin 
who is an anti-vaxxer, and he's, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's, I think he considers himself a progressive, but I don't okay. consider people who are anti-vaccine progressive. Anyway, so um, he lives in France. So uh-huh. I know, and there was a video circulating on Twitter not too long about people in the streets fighting over the vaccine mandates and stuff like that. So it's not just America, but it's like right. they are posing real threats to our public safety, and it's through violence and it's through this virus and it's kind of freaking me out because i feel like i mean there's we've got so much on our plate there 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 is so much working against all the good you know there's so much evil that's kind of i don't want to call it winning at this point but boy they're dead set on winning and they're Mm -hmm. very determined on winning and what i'm seeing what i'm thinking is like there's desantis cruz graham carlson hannity all those people they know they're lying. They know yeah. they're selling a bunch of propaganda. But what they're doing, and I forgot to look up this woman's name. She's, uh, she was trending earlier today on Twitter. But what's, I think what's happening and what's really scary is they are creating a new crop of GOPers. Okay, you could take Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren, Lauren Boebert. But there's this new run, woman who's running against Katie Porter. That's uh-huh. the name I can't remember. And I think these people believe it so like i think the voters believe it i think the base whether i don't know if they believe it as much as they are you know i don't i'm going to get to that washington post article uh that was basically saying we're in a constitutional crisis but it's like i think i think that it's just getting to a point where the lies are setting in to to whether it's the base or like these new crop of candidates, the lies are the truth. Whereas Ted Cruz knows he's lying. Right. And and Tucker Carlson is fully vaccinated because otherwise he wouldn't be going into his studio. Yes, right. And they have vaccine passports at Fox News. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a friend of mine that I've known for over 30 years now um, who lives in Washington, she's a cancer survivor, she and her husband got COVID a while back. Um, she was lucky because of the drugs that she was on for her cancer. It helped mitigate oh, her. Wow. She was very lucky. Mm-hmm. And um, But she's posting, well, I think it's only 7,000 people that have died. Because, you know, they're just listing that if you have COVID and you die, that's what killed you. It's like, okay, if you have diabetes and you get COVID, you're more likely to die from complications of your diabetes because COVID. Right. Um, if you have a heart, you get you have heart conditions, right? Mm-hmm. And you're walking the earth just fine and dandy, taking your medication, doing everything right. You catch COVID, you could die from a heart attack because of COVID. Right. And it's like, and those aren't, you know, it isn't six hundred eighty thousand. And then even, and then she tried to concede. Okay, say it is that many people that have died. It's still only one percent of the people that get it. And it's like, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my God! These people. We're pushing seven hundred thousand dead Americans from a disease that we could have mitigated down to maybe a hundred thousand or mm-hmm. less. Yeah. And we didn't do that because the motherfucker. Yeah. Oh my God! You know, God, it's and then maddening. I have, like I said, with my niece and at least two nephews, probably her brother too, um, aren't getting vaccinated. Their parents are pissed. Mm-hmm. My sisters are pissed mm-hmm. because they're both vaccinated. Yeah. And we were supposed to have this coming Friday. Um, down in San Diego, a memorial for um, my dad's first wife, which is my sibling's mom, mm-hmm. and their grandmother. And um, my 
two of my sisters that were organizing it were like, well, everybody has to be vaccinated and we can't be around anybody. Mm-hmm. And so my two of my sisters, their children, well, our kids aren't vaccinated. That's not fair. No, it is fair. Wow. It is fair. They're not, yeah. they're not welcome to our reindeer games because they're not <laughs> doing the right thing. Well, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I'm not going to say who just because it's family and shit like that. But between Bob's family and my family, there there's somebody who isn't vaccinated and it's going to create issues at Christmas time. And I just don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to be dealt with because I'm pretty much not going. I'm just not going. If, if yeah, that I mean, person I'm, not, is... I'm not around anybody. I mean, we went to go see uh, Jay Leno for they're going, sorry, my call waiting is going, but I'm not answering. Um, uh, we went to go see Jay Leno perform on our wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. And it oh, was yeah, the happy first anniversary. time I went indoors to a venue. Oh, wow. And I don't know if you heard me, but happy anniversary. I did say tell you. Oh, Facebook. thank you. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> before I bought the tickets, I was like, Lonnie, I'm not going unless they're requiring vaccination. Yeah. yeah. I'm just not. And so, luckily, Flappers, which is the name of the comedy club, which I've seen Carlos there, I've seen Hal Sparks there, you know, it's, it's yeah. a decent venue in Burbank. And um, and it's small, too, so it's like you're intimate with these people. Yeah. But they required vaccination. Good. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And just, so we check in, and I had I have three different forms of vaccination proof. I have my card. Then I have the California, you can download a QR code that says oh, wow. you've been vaccinated. And then I also have one through Healthvana. So I have three proofs of vaccination. <laughs> Plus, I think I took a picture of my, um, a screenshot of my blue shield saying, yep, she got it too, you know. <laughs> um, so I have all sorts of proof of vaccination, but I told the guy, the host, he, I think they took our temperatures too. Uh-huh. Um, I said, thank you for doing this. He goes, yeah, most people are happy, but every now and then I get yeah. somebody mad. <laughs> I'm sure. And I can't even imagine because his life is literally in danger because he's requiring it. And, and then um, October 7th, I believe it is, in L.A. County, all bars, nightclubs, restaurants that have an indoor area mm-hmm. must require proof of vaccination, not only for the employees, but for the customers. Hmm. And that's going to be a health department law yeah. rule. Wow. And so my friend David, who um, I, is one of my co-hosts, he owns a nightclub. Hmm. They have a little back patio, but it's really tiny. Um, but it's it's become a bottle service, like a real hip, hipster kind of place. Right. And um, I said, how do you feel about that? He goes, I'm ecstatic. He goes, my entire, <laughs> all my employees are vaccinated. Yeah. Um, he goes, I had no problems having them do that. He's like, but I cannot wait to mm-hmm. be able to do that. Because yeah. then it's like, it's under law, sorry. Yeah, exactly. I mean, then, then we have to deal with all the fake vaccine passports or vaccination cards. But I guess we're just going to, I don't know how they're going to overcome that, but they better fucking figure it out. I mean, if it's just like a card that you carry mm-hmm. around, like um, like a chip, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, but- like with, with California, what you can, you can do, you do two things. You can basically, here you fill out your name and then your birth date. Um, and then because of that's the information that the CDC had, mm-hmm. they go and look for you. I think I think it's just your name and birth date. Hmm. Um, they go and look for you in the database because the CDC knows who's oh, been vaccinated. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so then California goes, you either get emailed or you either give your phone number or email address, whichever one you gave to mm-hmm. the pharmacy or wherever. And then um, they text or they email you your unique QR code. Oh, okay. That is, it can be scanned in the future. Right now they're not scanning it, but it mm-hmm. also has the dates of each shot. Hmm. 
Fascinating. And that's coming from the California Department of Health. Wow. And then Healthvana is a private enterprise that it's all free, is uh-huh. a private enterprise that you kind of have to sign up for, and then they go and search the CDC for your information as well. Um, and then obviously your your insurance company knows whether or not you've been mm-hmm. vaccinated. Yeah. And I think two things will force some people that don't right now want to get vaccinated because they're idiots um, and not for health, for um, viable health reasons. Yeah. Once I think Moderna and J&J are also fully authorized, mm-hmm. I think the FAA is going to start requiring vaccinations oh, for customers. Yeah. For people, for, for passengers. For right. Me, because this is a health issue. Yeah. And it's an airborne disease. Mm-hmm. And if we're not allowed to smoke, why the hell should we be able exactly. to bring a disease onto a plane? Yeah, exactly. It's that communicable. It's not like HIV or other diseases right. that aren't that communicable. This is a seriously contagious disease. Once the FAA does that, and then <laughs> I know insurance companies are already stopping covering a lot of people's COVID-related right. shit because the government Good. stopped subsidizing them. Hmm. I think a lot of insurance companies that, whether it's through your uh, uh, work or you, because uh, I'm an individual buyer, mm-hmm. um, if you have not been vaccinated, you may be, and you get COVID, you're not getting covered for that. Wow. And that shit and is expensive. And they can expensive. do that illegally yeah. under, you know, or they can make it, you know, so expensive. They, they're still, you know, the Affordable Care Act would minimize them from dropping you, mm-hmm. but they can sure certainly raise your rates and yeah. say, nope, we're not covering that because, like, I, I'm getting my second colonoscopy in January and the reason it's in five years instead of 10 is because I went virtual. Oh, okay. And um, so my insurance company doesn't cover it mm-hmm. for some strange reason, even though you can see so many other things, but um, right. cause you basically see from the lungs down to your kidneys hmm. um, and all, all in between. So they can spot like my uh, radiologist found a uh, liver tumor on a guy. Oh. Uh, had a getting a, a uh, colon- a virtual colonoscopy yeah. saved the guy's life. Wow. That's amazing. But, you know, so I had to pay $1,000 to yeah. get that done, but I'd rather do that because you can drive and you don't have to, you know, the prep is the same, everything else is different. Right. Um, but, you know, they don't cover that. So they can say, look, we're not going to cover any COVID-related stuff mm-hmm. until you get vaccinated. Well, that's going to make such a big difference. I can't, I can't fucking wait because I'm so sick and tired of this. Uh, just real quick, we have to take a break, and we will be back after this message. Okay, we're back. Yay! I just, I don't know. I mean, I am, I, I you know, I definitely want to talk to you. I want to, I got to go get my note here. But I've talked to you about this before. Um, I'm not sure, you know, we're going to talk about 2020. We're going to talk about a uh, little bit about this article that was called Our Constitutional Crisis is Already Here in Washington Post. But I'm I'm a little concerned, and I just want to know what you're thinking on this. I think, and I don't mean this in a bashing way, I honestly think that liberals and some Democrats, not all, are underestimating Trump and the GOP. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to be it to our detriment. And I'm just wondering where you stand on this. And did you read that Washington Post article? I have not read it yet, but I plan on reading it. Um, and I agree with the sentiment of the headline. Yeah, um, me too. I mean, Rue Pundit wrote about it, but in more, you know, glowing, not glowing, in more colorful <laughs> language than I'm sure the Washington Post did. Um, uh, I, we need to get the voting rights stuff passed. Yes. Or 
it's over. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's just it. We will become an autocracy, and I'm going to have to learn Spanish because I'm moving to Cabo. <laughs> um, it will be done because the Georgia law in particular in Arizona is trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um where the state legislature can just throw out votes. Right. Um, which to me just is, should be unconstitutional. Um, end of statement. Um, <clears throat> the, the, uh, that's frightening to me because even if you overwhelm them in votes and da 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 da, they can mm-hmm. go, well, yeah, we don't like your votes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, who cares how many people voted? We don't like your votes. Yeah. We don't like Fulton County, even though it carried, you know, whatever, you know what it, it's like, it's insane. The reason that, you know, Rassenberger and, and, uh, and Kemp were getting shit is because they followed the law, but the law is different now. Yeah. They yeah. could have sent a second set of electors up to uh, Mike Pence. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to, let me see here. Um, it says, we are already in a constitutional crisis. This destruction of democracy might not come until November 2024, but critical steps in that direction are happening now. In a little yep. more than a year, it may become impossible to pass legislation to protect the electoral process in 2024. Now it is impossible only because anti-Trump Republicans and even some Democrats refuse to tinker with the filibuster. It is impossible because despite all that has happened, some people still wish to be good Republicans even as they oppose Trump. Those decisions will not wear well as the nation tumbles into a full-blown crisis. And, yeah, yeah I mean, the, 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 there are rumblings. They're not loud at the moment. That um, cinema, well, mm-hmm. certainly uh, Mansion, mm-hmm. but and possibly cinema, are thinking about the um, Franken-Ornstein uh, oh, right, filibuster yeah. reform, which is basically a senator has to be on the floor discussing their objection to whatever the bill is, yeah. and 40 other senators have to be there in the room. Yeah. And as soon as somebody, I, I, Al Franken's like, well, you can get up and go to the bathroom. I'm like, no, no, they got to stay. They got a Wendy Davis fit, man. They got to wear exactly, diapers. Exactly, exactly. Um, no, fuck that shit. Don't make it easy on them. Yeah. Um, but they would have to have 41 senators agreeing with that position for as long as it lasts, and mm-hmm. as soon as they're down to 40, guess what? We get to vote. Right. They can't stop the vote, hmm. and which means 51 people could vote something in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it should be. I, I, the filibuster, I don't have a problem with it or uh, the minority having a problem with, with legislation because they should get a voice, mm-hmm. but they should be the ones getting the votes, not the majority. Yeah. If the majority has 52 votes... That's the majority. Right, exactly. You exactly. know, and, um, or 55 votes, or 57 votes, or 59, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, as soon as you're over 50 votes, it shouldn't be up to you to get more votes. It <laughs> right. should be up to them to stop it's, the voting, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes. And they shouldn't be able to just read the fucking phone book or green eggs or and green ham. Egg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'd they have, have to do to, the way When they this, argue yeah. about it, they need to argue the substance of the bill. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll they'll come up with a bunch of bullshit to do that, but still make them, making them do that. I, I certainly hope so. I mean, and I, I trust, I do trust Adam Schiff. That guy, I do, do not fuck with that guy. He may seem like he's all mild-mannered, and he is mild-mannered, but that guy's so smart. I mean, you have certain people in Congress, like Eric Swalwell, 
even Ted Lieu, um, there's a couple of them. I'll include Elizabeth Warren. Those people are fierce, and yes. they will tweet fiercely. They will, they're aggressive in their behavior in that they are fighting hard to save democracy. And Adam Schiff, you know, it, it, his demeanor is he's so professional, and he's that, mi- like, don't let the mild-mannered man fool you. Because right. I think that he is a fucking badass, and I and I know that Schumer and I've uh, I've underestimated Schumer before, and I'm I'm not I'm trying not to underestimate him because I know that he knows what he's doing, um, right. you know. And 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 I was pissed off earlier this year, and I think I tweeted something about like he's a nice man and everything, but he's just not doing what we need to do. I do think he actually does get it, and I and it was funny because when I tweeted that, people are like, "No, I worked with him. He's not nice. <laughs> like he can be real dick if he wants to be a dick." And so, um, you know, I I know like fucking Pelosi. I, I I don't. It's not to say that I think Pelosi's perfect, but I don't doubt that woman either. That she she is so incredibly powerful. She knows her shit. She knows what she she's does. doing. And then of course there's Biden. I think those four people alone. Um, I feel very. I trust them, but it's not like, you know, in this article in the Washington Post, I think the guy, I can't remember his name, Kagan something, he wrote that it is a mistake to completely blame Democrats for everything Republicans are doing. And I get it. It is. It, you right. know, they, they only can do so much. But I think the problem is sometimes we, we see them fighting as if it's normal times. And right. it's not normal times. And so, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, but I think that now we're past Memorial Day. I think we're going to, I, you know, they're going to put the pressure on. And I hope that that pressure, uh, specifically on Mansion and Cinema, and I can't speak to the other Democrats who may not be on board. I don't know what their deal is. But, but w- when you're dealing with Mansion and Cinema, like, will they be able to overcome the money they're getting from Republicans? That's what I, you know, what can they Well, you mean use? from their, their, the donor class. The donor um, class, yeah. This, it, it, they could also just do a carve-out just for this legislation. Yes. I mean, they could just say, okay, just for this particular, not even just the type of legislation, yeah. this particular bill cannot be filibustered. Mm-hmm. Not bills around voting rights, just this bill. Mm-hmm. Just be super, super, super specific. Where because mark my words, you take the filibuster out of voting rights in general. Mm-hmm. Republicans get back in power, we lose voting rights. Yes, exactly. So you just make it specific to HR one and HR four, or or SB one and SB four, or the Mansion bill, which is not as good as the other two, but it's better than nothing. Because mm-hmm. he he's not taking money out of politics. That's the thing that he doesn't want right. to do. Right. Yes, for obvious um, reasons. <laughs> but I will take the other measures that he is for. Yeah. And then build upon that, because if we can get this mm-hmm. legislation passed, the Georgia law will be outlawed. Mm-hmm. The Texas law will be outlawed. Mm-hmm. You know, all these, all these horrid laws will be outlawed federally. And then we should be able to get the Senate back. We should keep the Senate and get, a, a, get some gains out of there and keep the House and maybe gain some more seats. Yeah. Because then gerrymandering would be illegal. I mean, these are important things. Like, right now, New York has decided, and I'm with them, they're going to gerrymander the fuck out of their state. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, if if the Republicans are going to do it, the Democrats have to do it. And it would be be better if we didn't have... I would rather just not have any gerrymandering, because I do trust that the majority of American people would vote for sanity. And that's not even to say for Democrats, although at this point, yes, it is Democrats. 
But moving down the road, you know, uh, maybe if the Republican Party is, I don't know what the word would be, but if they're stopped by this voting bill, they might have to realize, okay, this is not working for us. I don't know where they're going to go. I have no idea. But if, if they're stripped of their ability to steal power, they're going to have to come up with a new tactic. Well, they're going to have to come up with, I don't know, a platform? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something that, that people can vote for? Yeah. Because they, I mean, I would have voted for Eisenhower. Have you ever read his platform? No, I have not. He was pro-Social Security. He was pro-unemployment benefits. He was, I mean, it was just like a, a laundry list of progressive ideas. Hmm. He was a good Republican. Right. Yeah, he I wanted mean, to see the military-industrial complex because he knew exactly. Yeah, you know, I totally would have voted for Eisenhower. I have a feeling, <laughs> um, just by looking at. I mean, he was a good. He was a good president. Yeah, um, but he's the last good Republican. Right. Yeah, and the last one really to get legally elected. <laughs> <laughs> I know, really. <laughs> because I mean, with with uh, uh, Nixon and him stopping the Viet Cong from you know <laughs> right. having the treaty with Johnson. Yeah, that's how Nixon got elected because the war was still raging on. Wow. And then with Iran Contra with um, Reagan by having the hostages be held back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and making a deal with Iran over that. Uh, yeah. That's illegal. Yeah. And then with George H.W. Bush and Bill Barr and Iran-Contra, boom, wow. pardoning everybody. Right. I mean, it was just, you know, and then George W. Bush didn't get elected at all the first time. And this is what's so funny about the Stop the Steal bullshit uh-huh. and the six-point memo where they were going to lie about two sets of electors from all those states, yeah. which didn't happen. Yeah. Um, everybody's like, oh, Dan Quayle saved us. Guess what? Al Gore certified an election that he won for another person. Yeah. I know. It just kills me. He won that election. I know. Fair and square, he won that fucking election once we did a proper recount, but you don't decertify Donald Trump. It's done. Right. And, yeah. Can you imagine being Al Gore and having to certify that election? Well, I mean, just like with Hillary. Uh-huh. You know, it's Hillary and Al Gore both won. Al, oh, I yeah. mean, she she didn't win the electoral college because of of the rigging, <laughs> all the rigging yeah. and all of the you know um, Facebook targeting people and in certain states for the electoral win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Gore was a different story, but it's still they were robbed. And I can't even fucking imagine. I can't imagine what it was like for Hillary Clinton to call Donald Trump and concede. I can't even imagine how difficult that was for her. In a lifetime of having to put up with such patriarchal bullshit, I, it makes yeah. me so mad every time I think about it. It just makes me so angry. I can't, you know, and, of course, if she were president, we would be sitting in a very different place where COVID is concerned. But that's, you know, we're never going to get that. We're never going to get to it because we were fucked over. And it, it's just, it's so fucking upsetting. And I feel like, you know, every day of my life, oh, my God, I can't believe we're in this situation. I'm, I want to know, though, like, you've, I want to know if you're still feeling like we're going to get that done. Do you think it's going to happen with the voting rights bill? I think, well, right now, the concern that Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer are having is for the infrastructure bills. Um, the the one that's kind of more mealy-mouthed, you know, yeah. the, the bipartisan one and then the um, reconciliation bill. They need to get those passed mm-hmm. because if they can get them passed, that proves to voters, mm-hmm. 
look at what we can do when we have control. Right. And a three and a half trillion dollar reconciliation bill is beloved by even a majority of Republicans. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, I mean, most of the things in that have a minimum of a 55 percent approval rating. Mm-hmm. Some have as high. Some of the things in the bills have as high as 80, 85 percent, and even 70 percent among Republicans. Mm-hmm. And so the problem that now I know that Pelosi and Schumer came out. I guess it was over the weekend saying we have an agreement on how to pay for this, mm-hmm. at least among Democrats, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's good. And Pelosi is fighting more with the progressives now because it's the larger caucus. Yeah. It just is. And the moderates are pissed, but fuck them. Right, exactly. Get well, on board, assholes. And Trust I, me, the people <laughs> that you that are voting for you will like it if you pass this. Y- yes, exactly. And I saw Chris Hayes made a really good point the other night. He's made it for a couple points, uh, a couple nights in a row that instead of focusing strictly on the amount of the bill, Democrats should be focusing on what's in the bill and how voters uh-huh. will benefit from it. Because when all you hear is a cost and, and the th- it breaks down over 10 years to about $3 billion a year or something like that. $350 billion a year over 10 $350 years. $350 billion a year. Okay. And, yeah. and also, it's paid for. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. It's not going to cost us anything. Yeah. And it's going to, because of all the things that it does for child care yes. and, and, and all sorts of, especially child care, uh-huh. then people can go out and go to work. Uh-huh. And guess what that does? It brings in payroll taxes. It brings in yeah. Medicare funding. It brings, you know what I mean? It brings in all these things. We're going to, even if it did, were going to cost us money, we would get money back better than the expenditure. That's what happens when you invest. Right. And, and the problem is, is, you know, three and a half trillion dollars. I don't fucking care. That's nothing. I know. I know, but that's like when you only argue how much it costs or when you're only like calling that bill by the price tag, you can scare off people. But if you're saying, hey, this is what's going to happen and you're going to get more money for your kids and things like, oh, oh, it changes how people view the bill. It makes it even more popular. I I can't speak to elected officials and leaders who would be voting on this, but um, I don't know. I just we have to get this fucking figured out. It's funny because. You know, I talk to my mom about this every single day, and back in, I think, June, she was feeling rather doomed, and it was awful because I have a tendency to kind of pick up on whatever mood, with, you know, with who I'm talking to. If someone's feeling very hopeful, I start feeling hopeful. If someone feels very doomed, I start seeing doom. So she was all doomed at the beginning of the summer, and then now she's like, I do think we have hope. I mean, she doesn't feel hopeful for uh humanity in general because of climate (laughs) but but, you know that's not even though we are seeing in real time uh devastating effects and they're only going to get worse it's not like in our lifetime we're going to be you know the the human beings will go extinct so no that's that's coming but not not for several generations and we're not going to go extinct we'll just it'll kill enough of us to yes reset right and so that's not something she but she, she's just like in, she's the kind of person that was a star trek fan and always thought what you know we can be like this mm-hmm. humans can be like this and you know and, and then she had me who she refers to as the crack of doom and it's like <laughs> i i always i it was so weird because ever since i was a little girl i mean I, i'm not necessarily a negative person but i never i don't i i didn't know how to put words to it or I wasn't even sure what I was thinking but I just didn't have faith in people and I I couldn't describe it I just didn't and now it's like what we're witnessing 
especially in the last, say, ten, especially since Barack Obama became president, because I was so hopeful. You know, uh-huh. I mean, the audacity of hope and everything. I was fucking right there cheering and everything. But the behavior of the Republican Party and the Republican base after a black man, an intelligent black man, was made the president of the United States. I mean, fucking Harvard Law. And mm-hmm. he, he had no scandals. He right. was a good president. He's a good man, mm-hmm. a good father, a, a good husband, all of it. It didn't matter. They fucking lost their shit. And I just, it, it, and, and then, of course, we saw Trump. And it was like, I, I started to think, okay, I get now why when I was a little girl, just a little girl, I just did. And I couldn't have said, Mom, I don't believe humanity. And, you know, I don't believe that humanity will overcome adversarial whatever. I couldn't have, you know made that clear through words but i definitely felt it and and i I still i you know and and i know there's a lot of good people i just think that greed is greed and selfishness are winning and you know i hope we can overcome it at least long enough for my existence but it's scary because we're fucking teetering well i mean the the thing that that okay with regards to say covid and the the population at large Mm -hmm. 70% 70% of us are vaccinated. You're right, I know. <laughs> so the people that are that are causing the fuss mm-hmm. are a minority. Yes, they and are. And they're shrinking because a lot of them are dying at this point. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are disappointed in Donald Trump not coming to the, you know, the shaman's defense, you know, because he pled guilty. He might get four years. Right. I hope he does. Shaman, that fucking idiot. I hope that the, the judge goes for the maximum because yeah. that will matter is the maximum, the maximum only four years I, I heard it was long the maximum for his his plea uh-huh. is 51 months he's already okay. served you know several months right so that would be you know time served obviously mm-hmm. but i believe the max that what he has pled guilty to is 51 months give it to him mm-hmm. he deserves it mm-hmm. you know he's he he did he wasn't as bad as other people that were there but mm-hmm. he was bad mm-hmm and he needs to get whatever the maximum is. And I don't care that, I don't care if he's having a bad day. You fucking broke the law, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you know, and no organic and, food for you. Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry, it's prison. What do you want? I know. But they can get it, you know, because, and I learned this because of Orange is the New Black. Did you ever watch that? There, the, there was oh, a, yeah. yeah. So there was that woman who found out she could get kosher food if she just uh became jewish so she became jewish and it wasn't easy but she did it and she got the kosher food so yeah if you have a certain religious exemption or whatever uh, this isn't a religious exemption but he's got some you know need for his organic food or whatever i don't know that fucking guy yeah i hope they throw the book at him and i hope he gets the maximum amount um i do too because he's he's such a poster boy for it that if he gets the maximum a lot of the others that are yeah. considering fighting it in court oh, right. may yes. go, oh, fuck. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to plead guilty because obviously had he gone to court, he was probably facing 10 or more years. Yeah. You know, <sighs> so a lot of people might plead out and they'll get, you know, lesser, uh, lesser sentence. You yeah. know, I, it's just, it, I believe that this small, like even in my family, as far as I know, it's only four people. Mm-hmm. that aren't vaccinated and their children, which mm-hmm. I think is child abuse against their children. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as I know, only four people, and I have a gigantic family, mm-hmm. um, are unvaccinated by choice. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, uh, even one of my nieces who, who um, has an underlying uh, problem, she got vaccinated as soon as she could because the, the if she were to get COVID, it would just exacerbate the other right. problem that right, she's right, got. Right. And, um, I mean, it's literally like I don't – we. We got together at my brother's a few months ago, um, and it was like, everybody vaccinated. It's like, yes, we're okay, great, come on over. And we were outside on top of it all. Yeah. Um, you know, even at Stephanie's birthday gathering the other day, it was outside. I yeah. mean, she normally, when she has a party, you go in into her living room, and there's like a patio in the front, and then there's the living room. And if it's chilly, and it was chilly yesterday, people kind of gather in the kitchen and in the living room and the dining room and stuff. Um, but this is all, she didn't even open the front door. She just had her, uh, backyard area open and that's how you came in. Mm-hmm. You know, you could go in and use the, the restroom, obviously, mm-hmm. but nobody was inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, so, yeah, I wondered, you know, am I being overly cautious? Am I being too cautious? Uh, but there's a breakthrough. And as long as there's a breakthrough and, you know, God, if it was just as simple as getting a mild case which could mean a mild case could literally mean you're down for 10 days. Like a mild, a mild case, case could also mean longer lingering effects in years. That, that's it. That's, you know, but, but if it were literally just about getting a bad flu, right? I would almost want it so I could just get it over with, get those antibodies, not be as concerned about it. But, and I'm not saying I would want to get sick, but I mean, but the thing is, is because of the long COVID, there is mm-hmm. a chance of that. There, I think it was a small group that was um, counted in Israel, but it was of whatever number, however many people, 20% were breakthrough, which to me mm-hmm. is very high, especially when long COVID is associated with it or, you know, cognitive issues several months after or heart issues or whatever it is. Heart and kidneys. I yeah. mean, it affects every part of the body. Yeah. I mean, my friend Demetria... She's had COVID now for almost a year. Oh, my God. Um, now, when you say she has it, what are... Ago, she's only in her 40s. She's young. What are her symptoms? Oh, Jesus. Uh, fatigue, coughing constantly to the point where she was at the hospital with her husband a few weeks ago. She was in... Her, her body was in so much pain, and she didn't know what was wrong. Hmm. And that ER couldn't take her, so they went to another hospital. And uh, the doctor that she met with, he goes, the reason that you're because they were worried that there was something, you know, internal that was wrong, because mm-hmm. she's been fighting this for so long. But she's been coughing pretty much every day, really hard coughing that doesn't produce anything, because that's the horror of this disease. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really, it's coughing fits. Ugh. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and it's hard to breathe, you know. Yeah. And she found out. And I think I knew this when I went to high school, but a, a cough, um, the speed of a cough is 50 miles an hour. Hmm. So, and I think a sneeze is around the same. Mm-hmm. And when you cough, as you know, when you, especially if you have a deep cough that you can't get rid of, yeah. your core, it, like with laughter, is utilized to get that out, to move your lungs and get whatever it's trying to get out, out. Mm-hmm. So her constant coughing, her muscles were in pain. Yes. So they finally have her on the proper drugs to help with the coughs, A, and two, to manage the pain. Mm -hmm. So she's able now to help around the house a little bit. She was on a walker for a while. Oh, my God. Uh, She can't work at all. (sighs) 
Um, she was in a wheelchair for a little while. They finally they had to do a GoFundMe because American healthcare right, exactly. um, to get enough money to have her get an in-home care for so that her husband can go to work and her daughter can go to school mm-hmm. and she has somebody at home to help her. Mm-hmm. Oh so she God, finally has that um, because of myself included, a bunch of us raised uh, hopefully enough money for them. Yeah. Um, and so I mean she's feeling better, but I mean she's at day three. 50 something oh of COVID. God. You know, and, and she's not the only long I know another long hauler. She's finally got, it took her about four or five months to get through it. Um, then she got pregnant. Oh my God. And she, she had her baby a couple months ago. Um, she's been vaccinated since. Mm-hmm. Um, her parents have not, but she has. And that's just, I want to punch her parents I in know. the face. But, um, and I love her parents, but <laughs> seriously. Um, and she, because she had COVID and had the antibodies when she got pregnant, hopefully the baby right. has some of that natural immunity. Plus, mm-hmm. since she's been vaccinated, she's breastfeeding. So the baby's getting that mm-hmm. in the breast milk. So hopefully her child, Yeah, I would be, if I, if I were in that situation, I'd be like, I want my baby's blood tested. Yeah. For other parents to know, yes, this person has antibodies or no, they don't. Right. Exactly. I mean, and breast milk does build an immunity in children. Yes. So hopefully, because she was vaccinated and did have COVID, that that baby might not need to get an inoculation at some point. Yeah. Wow. And we'll know when she's five, you know, if she needs to get that, or younger when they do it, you know, from birth to to death, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so hopefully her child um, will is, is already somewhat immune to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, just because her mom had it. And her long haul was just a lot of fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she wasn't able to work for a few months, but um, she's better now. I mean, she's back at work after the baby. So with, um, that, with that first friend who w- had uh, for a year. Um, almost a year now, yeah. Did she get vaccinated? She, I know she wants to. I don't know if she has I don't know if she's been able to yet because obviously she's still so sick mm-hmm. that her doctors are wary, but she may have. I don't, I, I'll ask her. Because I've heard that people who have long haul, that they get vaccinated, that the vaccine helped them. Yeah, that's what I, that was, it's anecdotal. I don't think it's been right. studied, studied yet. Right, right, right. Um, but, and I have heard that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually told her that when I heard it the first time a few months ago. She mm-hmm. said, I do want the vaccine. I'm just not able to get it yet. And it's mm-hmm. probably because she is still so sick yeah. that they're kind of worried that because her immune system is working. That's why she's sick. Yeah. You know, it's fighting this disease. And um, so they don't want to make her immune system go even into more overdrive in case that would make things worse. Wow. So. And I understand Jesus. that. And I told her, I said, you just listen to your doctor, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that she does get vaccinated. I believe her husband's been vaccinated and her daughter is going to be, because I don't think she's old enough yet. Yeah, he's not old enough yet. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm concerned for her. You know, I haven't seen her in years, but she's a dear. I love yeah. her and her husband. And um, it's just, I, I, I can't even fathom what... No. I mean, God bless him, you know, for better or worse. He's been he's been amazing with her. Yeah. You know, because it's hard. No, I can't even imagine. And that that's the whole thing. It's like, obviously, it, you know, I mean, I've heard 
Fauci said you can get long COVID, but I mean, I don't know the stories of people who were vaccinated who got long COVID and what they experienced. I only know that Fauci said it could happen. I I would imagine that you could get long COVID in a sense that, oh, what did I get? I said it'll express. Um, (laughs) It's very lightweight. Um, (laughs) I, I, I don't know anybody that's caught COVID and has had long COVID after being vaccinated because most of the people I know only have been vaccinated since March or April. Yeah. So, and then right. my friend that did get a breakthrough case, she was fine after 10 days. Yeah, my uncle got a breakthrough case, and he's okay. And, I mean, he's older. He's in his 70s. And I don't, I, you know, I think he got it because he flies for a living. He's always flying. There he's you a, go. He's a medical dude, and he's always flying around, and I know that that's how he got it. But I, I don't know if he's back at flying. I imagine he's going to get the vaccine booster just because, first of all, his wife is immunocompromised. I think she oh, could. Wow. I think she could get the vaccine, but there was some weird fucking thing that happened to her a couple of years ago with her lungs, and they really don't know what it is. But it was so bad that she like literally had. They had to give their dog to my dad and my stepmom because she didn't. When my uncle would go to work, she just didn't even have the energy to take care of the dog. So oh, wow. um, yeah, it, was it's, it Epstein Barr? It's not Epstein Barr. They actually. I'm trying to remember. Because it's a mystery to them, they don't know what it is, but they think it might have something to do with uh, local air, something in the local air. And oh, I, don't, wow. I, I don't know if it's from uh, like vegetation or what it's from, but it they they seem to be, you know, of the thought that it had to do with something in the air that affected her this way. And it's really a big mystery. But it's you know, I mean, and she's overcome it for the most part, but because they don't fully understand it. It's something that she battles with ongoing. I think it kind of comes and goes. So, and that was scary oh. because, you know, it was lungs. It has to do with her lungs. And it was like this whole time we're always worried about my uncle and my aunt. Like, please don't let my aunt get it because, you know, God only knows what will happen if she gets it. And her husband got it, although she was vaccinated. They were both vaccinated. So I guess he just, you know, locked himself away, quarantined. And from what I, I you know, she didn't get it. So thank God. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so far, um, one family member did catch it. She got it in a nursing home. She had COPD. She died. Oh, yeah. Um, that happens. Uh, which is sad. Yeah. But as far as I know, nobody in my family has come down with COVID. Yeah. I mean, certainly nobody in my immediate family. Yeah, like lots my mom of people and my sister yeah. and my brother. Bob's family, the he, some of them have gotten it in, you know, back before there wasn't a vaccine. I think, you know, both his brothers got it and then uh you know i know my cousin it was my father's cousin she died she was in a nursing home and what's so sad about it is that she had just had hip surgery and so you know she wasn't she wasn't like in a nursing facility because she was old she was just there for rehab and um it was awful she had cats and everything and they had to rehome the cats and it was a terrible it, it was terrible her her lungs were ravaged. And I had posted yeah. an article on my family and friends Facebook page about how COVID was causing depression. And I got yeah. I got a note from her sister and she was, you know, saying, you know, I know my sister battled depression anyway. If if it didn't kill her, I think it would have completely destroyed her quality of life anyway. 
And, you know, and so she was like, so I'm trying to see her death as a blessing because, you know, the alternative would have been worse. Um, But that's, you know, I mean, that's so I've had my brother got COVID around Christmas time, but he's okay. He's been vaccinated, fully vaccinated, and then he's had COVID. So I think he's pretty, you know, he's he should be okay. I mean, that's the thing that people that have been able to come to the other side of COVID getting the 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 shots what whatever ones you get is like a booster yeah right exactly so you know i mean i don't know but there's a couple people in our family that have you know between the two of our families there's some people that have not been vaccinated again that's going to make for some holiday fun but um you know i'm just absolutely not going going to to do anything and again it's like i worry like am i am i being too cautious but i'm hoping that comes spring uh, I mean, I'm not washing off my groceries or anything like that. So I'm, I, I'm just avoiding. I'm not going to restaurants, right. and I'm not really going anywhere outside of anybody seeing anybody who's been vaccinated. But I think once we get to the springtime, I'm hoping that with boosters and kids getting vaccinated and mandates and all of this, I think we're hopefully going to see a drop. I check almost daily to see the COVID cases in my area, and they've been lingering for the past couple of months. They've been lingering at like say uh, 170 per day. And right. so, um, you know, it went up real high right after the holidays last year. It was like in the thousands. And then it right. obviously it dipped down. And so it's been hovering around that. So I, I guess that's fairly safe. Like, for instance, I have an appointment at my doctor on Thursday, and I think I'm going to cancel it because it's not mandatory. And I mm-hmm. feel, you know, and the thing is, is it's this, this nasal polyp. I'm going to ask right. him, do you think we can go to spring? And if he says yeah. yes, then I'm going to say, then let's just wait until the spring and then I'll come in then. Because the last time I was there, you know, I mean, he was wearing a mask, which I was glad to see. But, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, this Delta variant, man. And but, you know, he's basically I'm wearing no mask and he's looking at my my nose and and, right. and all that stuff. And, and so he's getting right up in my face. I can't even imagine what it must be like for a doctor to have to, to deal with that. And so literally the like the day after my appointment, I got a, an email from the office saying, okay, because of the Delta, there's new restrictions. So I'm like, well, right. if, if this nasal polyp is not going to be a real threat to me or if it, you know, if it can wait till the spring, fuck it, I'm waiting till the spring because I just don't want to take any risks. Yeah, know? I mean, I, was at a, I had a dermatology appointment last Wednesday to, to check on my... Um, Precancer skin lesions, mm. and there's this one that's right above my lip, and it's just doesn't want to go away. And this is the third time he throws it, right? Um, and you know, so I'm in there wearing a mask, and I obviously have to take it off mm. because he can't look at me if I have a mask on. <laughs> and but he's fully masked, like with an N95, I mean, you know, right. medical grade mask, right. not even a surgical one, a real one. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it was the nurse that was in the room. She was far away, and he he got just close enough to to get it the pre-cancer, mm-hmm. um, but then you know backed off as yeah. soon as possible. And I put my mask back on as soon as he was done, which is one good thing about getting like things burned on your face. Yeah. The mask covers it up exactly, <laughs> or like zits. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I can get so much work done on my face, and nobody will know. <laughs> I know that's it's so funny because recently I've been fucking breaking out and um, I had all these, you know, I had hormones. It's because the hormones, it's are on your jawline area and your chin. And so that's where they all fucking were. And I, you know, I think I'm finally mastering this, but it's only going to be brief. It'll fuck up later. But, um, you know, there was a point where I had like an old zit that 
only partially left, so there was still a lump there, but it was all red. And then there were two right. red marks from from other older ones, and then there was a freshman and a fresh one. And I was like, no, I was so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm fifty fucking three. I went through this. Oh, I know. oh my god, I had mild to moderate acne when I was in my 20s and 30s, and it was just fucking devastating. It wasn't even that bad, com- considering, although there, there were moments that were bad, you know, and, and, and people actually said things. Like, I remember my acting coach um, didn't even know I had acne because, you know, I would cover it up, and I, wouldn't, I wasn't so close to him. And then one day, I was signing my, you know, I was writing out a check to him, and... Mm-hmm. I was like leaning over and I was right next to him and in front of the whole fucking class. He, he, he said it like this too. He's like, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> I Lord. Like, I was so Lord. humiliated. But yeah, it's like being 53 and I'm not alone. I know women, my mom in her 70s still gets a zit every once in a while. And no, she's I mean, like, they, you know, Bonnie and I joked years ago we were going to start a band called Zits and Wrinkles. <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> because, you know, your parents go, no, you'll grow out of it. Don't right. worry about it. It's liars. <laughs> All of them. Yes. And I didn't even get mine until I was in my 20s. It was so weird. You know, I got the adult acne. And I don't know. It was so also weird because it was in my early 20s that I started getting acne. And then Ooh. I also developed a allergy to penicillin and i developed an allergy to dairy because dairy exacerbated my acne problem it does do that my my friends uh kids as soon as they stopped drinking milk Mm -hmm. their acne went away Mm -hmm. yeah mine did about 75 percent and then it was just a battle of you know occasionally i would get these breakouts and it was always awful because i was an actor and i found you know eventually i found clindamycin phosphate which doesn't work for everybody but it's a gel and it's a prescription and it fucking works it works it works so different it didn't work for me see everybody's Uh, different i wish i had that in college man Yeah, different. It didn't work. There was salicylic acid. I tried that. I, w- I used something called benzamycin, which was benzoyl peroxide mixed with, I guess it was urethri- urethromycin. But, but the benzoyl peroxide would always make my face red, even at the low grade of it, or not the low grade, but like the low dose of it. Um, and it would make my skin dry. And I didn't, and, and it would only work for like a month. And then I would right. build up a resistance to it. But then I discovered on a, it was like a forum. Somebody talked about clindamycin, and what's crazy is my doctor originally, when I was just starting to get acne, he gave me this clindamycin in a tube that was, like, netted at the end, like, had this little pad where you Uh would just rub the pad all over your face. It didn't do jack shit for me. And so all these years go by, and I'm battling my acne, and and then somebody mentions clindamycin, but it it was just, like, in a tube, and it was a gel, and that made all the difference. And so... It was like, I wish I would have known about that when I was younger. But again, like there are people, my sister, she has a different kind of acne than I do because it didn't work on her at all. And in fact, wow. she had, um, and I'm positive it's because she has endometriosis and she has endometriosis because of Agent Orange. My dad was in Vietnam and, you know, he was exposed to Agent Orange and now she's right. got, she's got endometriosis and she had keloid scars on her back. It was like her back was all broken out and it wasn't pimples. It was just these huge, like, massive growth things. They're gone now, but while they were, they left some scars, 
but I mean, I never, I never had anything like that. Most of what I experienced was just your typical cystic acne and, right. and, and that clindamycin worked, but you know, each person is different and I don't know why different kinds of acne respond to different kinds of medication. But, uh, yeah, that, that worked for me, for anybody who's interested in it. Again, it was just cystic acne. But, uh, yeah, that's, like, that's the one thing about masks. It's like, well, when you're going to the store or wherever and you've got a big zit on your face, at least you can cover it up. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like if you have, you know, precancerous stuff frozen on your face, you know, nobody knows. Okay, so let me ask you before I let you go. Precancerous, uh, what does that mean? Well, it means that... It's not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. If you let it go, then it can turn into something bad. In gotcha. fact, um, a friend of uh, mine's mom, and that's the reason months ago that I first went. God, it was, it was a while ago. It might have been a year ago the first time I went. And um, she had something similar. She thought it was like a zit or something, and um, it just was rough skin. And I was like, I kept treating what I was feeling like as it and it wouldn't go away mm. and I remembered what happened to her was she ignored it because she thought that, you know it was nothing to worry about she finally it started to bother her she went to a doctor she had to have her entire upper lip cut oh my god and remove this tumor that was basically growing mm-hmm. uh, it was melanoma and it was going to be bad and so and then when she had to get it done the keening on the phone when she got home and saw what was done to her face because it wasn't a plastic surgeon it was a dermatologist right and luckily i mean i looked everything up initially and i was like okay so i see what what's going on here i didn't see what she looked like but i looked up a similar type of surgeries and and then i looked up the doctor that did the surgery and i said well he is known to go back in and fix it and so now she you can't really tell that there was a problem well that's good but as soon as i remembered that i was like yeah i'm going to the doctor <laughs> Because it's right there. It's on my mouth, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly, yeah. almost the exact same. It's on the opposite side of her, my mouth and hers. Hers mm-hmm. is on the left. Mine's on the right. Wow. Um, but, you know, and basically the doctor um, explained to me, which is obvious, you know, this is this is sun damage from when you were a kid, mm-hmm. you know, 70s and 80s. Yeah, totally. Um, and I said, yeah, I used to have tanning contests. I totally know. <laughs> I wore baby oil, and uh, I had a mylar towel. A duh, of course it's from that. Yeah. And I had a really bad sunburn on my face when I was like, 14 or 15. Wow. I think it was 15. Um, we were, I was on Oahu on a weekend because um, we lived on the Big Island, and we were on Oahu. And I was in the ocean swimming, frolicking about for, from like 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., Totally a bad time of day to be out in the ocean, right? Because the water is reflecting the sun up, especially and the sun's there from the top down. Yeah. So it was a, four hours, you know. Right. Beautiful day, and um, I had a really bad sunburn. When I got back home, everybody at the house was like, "You're not going to school this week." <laughs> and I'm like, wow. well, "It doesn't hurt." They're like, "No, no, no, no. You cannot be in the sun right now." No. It was that bad a burn that I wasn't allowed to go outside for a week. Wow. And when it finally turned into a tan, it was really nice. (laughs) And um, (laughs) then it peeled. Yeah. Because it was 1982, 81 or 82, it was during the Olivia Newton-John headband phase of my life. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And where it first started to peel was exactly where I put a headband, and it went from really dark brown to (laughs) 
baby pink, and it was at least two or three, maybe four layers of skin that peeled. Oh, my God. It was a bad burn. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, and so I just wear the headband to hide it. Um, but so that most likely that was the, not just that day, but that was a really bad day. Wow. Yeah. And the sun in Hawaii is harsh. So, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just because it's, it's out and it's, you know, it's beautiful, but, you know, it's it's not good. I mean, we used to joke at the tourists, because I had a very dark tan when I lived there, because we were outside all the time mm-hmm. and at the beach most of the time on mm-hmm. weekends. So I had a really good tan um, going on the whole time we lived there. Yeah. And we could all, you know, oh, there's a tourist. See how pink they are? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was pretty good in my adult years. I mean, I, you know, I worshipped the sun when I was younger. And then for a really long time, I didn't go out in the sun at all. And I just used self-tanner and stunk. So. (laughs) Well, it was funny. When I quit smoking uh, 20 years ago this month. Wow, congratulations. 20 years ago this month. um, When I quit smoking, it was funny. I said to my doctor, I said, all right, I'm going to quit smoking. But I'm going to (laughs) sunbathe. You pick the carcinogen. <laughs> I know, right. And um, I would literally just go out for a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And 15 minutes one side, 15 minutes the other side, and go in. So I wasn't getting tan, right. but I was getting a nice dose of vitamin D. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, and, I, and then I stopped doing that yeah. a few years ago. But it, again, my doctor said, he goes, this damage is not new. Right. This is old damage that's right. surfacing. In fact, they gave me this cream stuff that I had to put on in June. No, where I put it on every day for five days, uh-huh. and it's you can't touch your face for eight hours, wow. and you can't. So you sleep sitting up, and you know, <laughs> it's just like ah. But once it, it the first the five days I didn't notice any differences. Then the like the seventh or eighth day, two days out from stopping doing it, my skin started to kind of dry out mm-hmm. and start to flake, and there had been freckles that I just started noticing on my nose. They're gone. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and I told the doctor that, he goes, that was cancer then. He goes, because it only affects cancer. Wow. It will not disappear things that are non-cancerous. It will only go for the cancer. Wow. And so, because he wanted me to do that instead of getting frozen constantly, Mm because that's just kind of spot treatment. Mm -hmm. And um, so he wants me to do that again in June of next year, which I don't want to do the cream, but the other uh, thing that is available, unless my insurance will start to cover it, is like $500. Right. That's expensive. Yes, um, it is. So, yeah, I mean, it worked. I mean, my sister Dana had to do that um, a few times because she also had skin cancer at a yeah. point. She had, and her, my niece was like, yeah, her skin kept looking better and better every time she used it. I'm like, <laughs> hmm, maybe I'll use it faster than that. Right. Because um, it does. It gets rid of, it got rid of a little discoloration, which obviously was cancer. Yeah. So, or at least precancerous, you know, mm-hmm. uh, things. To look for, and so the next time I see my dermatologist, I am going to have him do a full body. Yeah, well, that would be good. Yeah, Yeah, that's smart. You know, because you're smart and responsible. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let me ask you before. Okay, so before I let you go, and I'm I'm not doing with this with everybody, but I think that um, you're a perfect person to do it. So the last question I have for you is, what do you think we have to be hopeful about? What do you think we have to be hopeful about? Um. I am hopeful that people are waking up to how important it is to vote Mm -hmm. because for a long time, especially Democrats, we were complacent. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court has taught us to wake up. Yeah. I mean, and and the 
perfect example, the recall election here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last recall election, very few people voted, mm-hmm. and we got the Terminator. <laughs> the Terminator. Who isn't nearly as awful as Larry Elder would have been, right. you, but right, right, right. he wasn't good. No. The only thing he did that was good was our solar incentive program yes. in the state because yes. he's very good about that. Yeah. Um, other than that, there was no reason to recall Gray Davis other than people didn't like him. Right. And he wasn't nearly as popular as Gavin Newsom mm-hmm. is in the state at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it was a bogus reason. So the fact that the turnout in an off-year election, when we have an election next year mm-hmm. to decide if Newsom's going to be our governor again, mm-hmm. or still, um, I have hope for that. That that means we're trying. He got even more votes this time than he did last year. Yeah. But wow. when he ran in 2018. Right. Right. Um, and it might have been more of a referendum against Larry Elder, but it also showed that no, 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 we're voting. Mm-hmm. Um, the 2020 election, I think, scared the crap out of a lot of people, which is also good sometimes. Yeah. Um, other things. I mean, I'm hope. I'm glad that we've got this these new vaccines. Mm-hmm. Because Moderna is working on an HIV vaccine based on oh, mRNA wow. Interesting. Um, technology. Yeah. If they can get an HIV vaccine, do you yeah. know what a game changer that is? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's huge. Yes, that's huge. Big, big, big um, deal. I mean, that's going to save so many lives. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And improve the quality of the people who are right now um, – you know, who have had it and then they, they have to take medication in order to keep it at bay. This would give them a peace of mind. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, 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 I mean, I know uh, three or four people that died of HIV yeah. over the last, you know, 30 years, 35 years. Yeah. Um, luckily only a few. Um, but yeah, I know somebody that's living with it and has been for years. I know three or four people that have. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's exciting. Science is exciting to me. Yes. Yes. Um, because it is hopeful. And I, I, it is difficult right now with what's going on politically. But I do feel good that we did elect Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, I am concerned about, you know, Kamala Harris and what they're already doing to her. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, mm-hmm. when she runs again for the presidency, it's going right. to be I know. awful. Mm-hmm. Just awful. <laughs> yeah. But maybe by then... <laughs> Uh, the Democrats will have been able to pass all of these wonderful new exactly. laws, yes. and um, we'll never have to worry about Republicans again. <laughs> that would just be so super awesome. And let's leave it at that. <laughs> That's a good, hopeful thought right there. Of course, talking to you is always a pleasure. Before I let you go, tell everybody where they can find you. They can find me at from bunkercom or uh, patreon.com slash fromthebunker for my podcast and at the Bob Seska Show. And then tomorrow you're also filling in once again. I am again. hosting again for Ms. Miller yes. um, all week. Yes. Um, and then normally I'm on her show on Tuesdays. Tuesday. Um, all day all day on Tuesdays. Very so. cool. Very cool. Well, of course, I'm author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. At the, don't forget that extra E at the end. You can find my books on Amazon. And thank you, Jody, so much. I will be talking to you real soon. All right, Kimberly, have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.